welcome to Rogue Rebel Spot, episode 3. This is Liz. And with me is the rest of the Stinkies, my beautiful husband. Rod of the Hut, nice to meet you. Lizzie Perales, hello. Axel Perales, hi. Okay, guys, so today we're going to be talking about Star Wars, Women of the Galaxy. And um, I guess first we can do um, reviews. We have a new review. Let's see. By the Wookiee Gunner. Ooh, we know the Wookiee Gunner. She's super cute. That's two E's, please. Wookiee Gunner. Sorry. She is super cute. Um, she says, listening to the Perales family reminds me of my own family and how crazy we are. I think they have something really special with this podcast, and I can't wait for more episodes in the future. Keep up the great work, you guys. Well, thank you so much. Um, we love you guys' podcast. <laughs> we listen to them. We love you and Ma. Um, you guys are super cute. You are one of the inspirations behind this family podcast. You who have your own family podcast, which I believe changed its name to The Geeky Bubble recently. Which I totally love. I, Super cute. I like Rebels chat because that's like Star Wars, but I get it that you guys like other things in Star Wars, so you do you and be awesome, <laughs> but I will only do Star Wars. Thank you for the review. The rest of the family is silent. A little bit of business just to get off the thing. Please uh, check out our website at therogrebels.com. We have everything from Lizzie cooking Freddie Prince Jr. recipes to costuming instructions on uh, a lot of the costumes that we've built and made to episodes of this podcast and other podcasts we've been on. And photos of cons and costumes and things like that that we find interesting. And even reviews of stuff. Hardly any reviews, though. I'm going to work on that. We'll hold you to that. Okay. Um, also, check out our Facebook page. It's a lot of the same, a lot of photos, a lot of following us and keeping up with us. Right now on our Facebook page, we are having events. That's where we have our events for our Star Wars Book Club, which is goes into our Tales from the Rogue Rebels podcast, which is an episode of these podcasts where we talk about the books. But we start a book club about a month ahead of time, let everybody read whatever the book. Last one we did was Ahsoka. This time we are doing Dark Disciple, which holds a very special place in my heart. But um, please come join the discussion, get involved, and we end up talking about all that stuff on the podcast that we record once a month or so. Uh, you can also follow us at The Rogue Rebels on Instagram, and I'm Sal, I make music at Tweets and Grams. All right, bye. All right, so Women of the Galaxy, what is this all about? This is a book uh, written by Amy Ratcliffe and illustrated by, I think, 18 talented female and non-binary artist, artists. So this was a book that came on my radar when it was announced. And it's one of those like big kind of like coffee table books that's almost like, I guess you could probably compare it to like some of the like uh, a lot of the reference books, but I don't feel it's like that at all. I feel it's a little bit closer to, I don't really know where, to, like, there hasn't been anything like this yet. Like, we have these big books that are like the Force Awakens reference books and, you know, breakaway, you know, uh, cross-sections of ships. Yeah, but they go into detail, the, the pictures are very crisp, and they go into detail showing um, the 
the costume, the right? The props, the costumes, yeah. mm -hmm. little things like, hey, this is like little Ben Solo's uh, calligraphy set when he was at the Jedi Temple. Right. This necklace is a kyber crystal from blah, 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 blah. Like, and that's cool, and yeah. I love it, but this is not that. This is like a, it, it, it had, it's like, this is an art book, in my opinion. <laughs> like, this, uh, it's, it's 18 artists, all, uh, big, like, beautiful pictures of these 75 female characters. So, it basically just goes through an alphabetical order, almost encyclopedic, but Amy is able to recount not only, like, the cool thing is, like, she talks about like important moments of the character or what makes the character interesting or just everything that makes these people special because uh, she says it herself and, and she describes it as like they're not, they're heroes, they're villains, smugglers, teachers, like just pilots just because she's right. It's, it's not just, you know, it's not just a book of Jedi. It's not just a book of villains. It's not just a book of troopers. Like... Aunt Beru is just a, a lady li who lives on Tatooine that helped raise Luke Skywalker. But without her, you know, what would Luke Skywalker be, you know? Braille Organa is a queen of Alderaan who we've barely seen in any movie. But she raised one of the strongest female characters we know. So, like, what do we know about her? So she really dives into some of these characters that haven't had as, or probably aren't as famous as... The bigger characters like the Leias and the Rays and the Ahsokas. But it's just a really, really good book. It dives into the characters and what they mean and their essence. And the art is beautiful. What about you, Lizzie? What, what is it that you like? Do you like this book? Yes, I do like this book. I find it, I like looking at all the drawings from the different artists. Uh, they're all awesome and very inspiring. Um... I especially like that they definitely put all the women, well, not not all, but, you know, not just the big, important ones. 75 is a lot, but yeah, there's, yeah. there's, there's a lot. But, like, I like that they put people from the books, like Cyanna, she's my favorite, I think, in the book right now. And, um... <laughs> all right. <laughs> if you heard that on the podcast, that was, like, we're birds going, like... <laughs> <laughs> so... Well, the second one was me, but uh, the first one was birds. <laughs> you sure? <laughs> um, so, yeah, I really like the book. Um, and I like that, like, it goes back and it's like, oh, well, in this in this book, you know, she does this, this female character does this. And, like, you can go and check it out. You don't have to, I guess, like, guess where they're from. You can always go, it's like a reference to go back and look for those characters. Not only that, I mean, yeah, you guys already mentioned this, but uh, so th this, for instance, so there's um, Ezra uh, Bridger's mom, right? What was yeah. her name, Mina? Mira. Mira. Mira Bridger. And, and so we don't really know much about her other than, you know, she, um, she had an... She was a podcaster. She was a podcaster. She was underground podcaster that... Uh, you know, send messages of rebellion, right? Uh, she was very uh, instrumental and, uh, you know, in the rebellion. And so, funny enough, we don't really know much about her. And so it's nice to be able to, that she was able to, you know, to be one of those 75 females. Um, I noticed that there's a, a couple of people that, you know, like like everything, you know. Um, 
somebody likes something and you want to see your character represented or put in the book, but maybe there's another book coming up. We don't know. And so I think that the, the choices that they made um, well, were good because they need, we need to know a, a little bit more about these people that have not really been represented you know, in books and com comic books and, and art. Some of them, I think that we didn't even have to see them. Uh, this is the first time we actually, like, get a picture of them. Like, you know, we can finally put a face to, to the character. Um, some, some of them are like, we just read uh, about them on passing some of the comic books. I, there are a lot of great female characters and legends, and I get that, like, an entire... 20 years of Star Wars was spent on building these characters, but like I think it's important for this book to stay canon and not go back to the legends because the 75 characters in this book are Star Wars characters going forward in a weird way, if you understand what I mean. Like these are new characters, the characters whose stories are going to be told. Even some of the stories are ha that have been told, like. I mean, I guess as much as Padme Amidala's story has been told, you know, we're getting a book soon called Queen's Shadow by E.K. Johnston, so there's still going to be more. But these are characters who are going to continue to grow in the canon, whereas, like, things like Mara Jade and, uh, you know, oh, God, I can't remember her name, dude. The, 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 the Night Sisters that I really liked from... Oh, yeah, yeah. Mother uh, Tulsa? No, that's, that, that's a canon character. I'm talking about the legends. The, uh, or, you know, Darth Zana, or just characters that were in Legends, that stories, those stories, for better or worse, just aren't going to be told anymore. And the fact that they can fill this book with 75 characters, a lot of whom have been recently introduced since the new Disney canon started. I don't call it the Disney canon. That's <laughs> what everybody calls it. It's just canon to me. But, um, since they started, like, that's a good thing that we have so many of these characters moving forward. People that are in episode eight, like uh, uh, Cadel Connix and Paige and Rose Tico, although they're not alive anymore, I'm still sure that they have stories to be told about them. You know, and a lot of that stuff is stuff that we can build on. Like Rose is alive. Oh yeah, Rose is alive. My bad. <laughs> Mara Jade was a character in the Legends who was like an assassin for Palpatine that turned into. A Jedi that turned into Luke's wife. Dun, dun, dun. Oh yeah, Margie. Which is, which is weird because you said that isn't there like a, a woman in there in a female in the book that Luke has like a vision of and like in okay, there's know. a girl in the book called Kami. Her name I forgot her last name. Kami Mar or something or other. But um, she's in deleted scenes of A New Hope, and she's the one who calls him Wormy when he's living on Tatooine. So he's like, in the deleted scene, remember the beginning of the movie is the Tanta V4 getting captured by the Star Destroyer and Vader, right? Um, so I guess the first scene of Luke would have been him sort of seeing the fight in his binoculars, like looking up at the sky and seeing the battle overhead, and then sort of running to town and telling Biggs and his other buddies like, oh man, I saw a fight and I saw, and then they're kind of all looking for around for it. And then they don't see anything because it's over. And they're like, oh, you liar. You know, whatever. You're always messing around, Wormy. You're never going to get out of here. Like, and it's just kind of like a, a quick little scene and sort of a weird introduction. But she's just one of the people that lives there. But in the Last Jedi novelization, the book opens with this vision that Luke has 
of seeing his life almost as if he had never left Tatooine. And like he's married to Kami and they're just running the moisture farm. Like they own the moisture, you know, his clearly his uncle, his aunt and uncle have passed on. And now it's his moisture farm. And they're the ones that are sitting there working on it season in, season out. And just make, just having like a, a normal life, you know. And to me, I think the the lesson is like, that's the force trying to tell him like, you need to come back. This is what it would have been without you. Nothing, nothing would have changed. Nothing, you like, it's kind of telling him to come back. And then eventually he meets Ray, you know, and all that. But that's why she's in the book, I guess. I see, I see. So the art of the book is nothing short of amazing. Like, there's there's great art in the book. I think some of my favorite stuff is the uh, the one that Sarah Kippen, I believe, did of Jin Erso. Erso. This like such a striking image, and it represents everything that Jin is. You know, almost almost up to that moment. You know, like. It's almost. It looks like it's a. It's a picture of her up on the top. You know, reset antenna alignment, with the Death Star plans. Like getting ready to try to send them to the rebellion. See, mine was um, Enfys Ness. I think she just looks such a badass. Um, I think this was the art by. Um, sorry, my daughter doesn't want me to say badass. Sorry, family. So she says it again. <laughs> family friendly <laughs> podcast. I can't say badass. Uh, and I believe this. Um, was by Annie. Um, Annie is a very talented. Annie Stoll. Annie Stoll. Hi, Annie. Um, she's a very talented artist. Um, she. Um, we're fortunate enough. She's one of our friends. But okay, don't get me wrong. She, we're friends with her, but totally unbiased opinion about her art is just freaking amazing. I mean, I don't know if you know this, but Annie is the person who. The artist who did the Sabine Wren book, um, what was Sabine it about four years ago? Sabine sketchbooks about about four years ago. Was it like maybe three or three years ago? Probably it was, it was probably four years ago. It was um, right when Rebels came out. Yeah, very very beautiful art. She also did some of the Sabine work here, uh, but I think my favorite one, my favorite one of the ones that she actually she was drawing here, um, it was definitely uh, Emphis Nest. Um, it's just. Such a powerful photo, um, beautiful. Yeah, that's really, and I like I like both of the Enfys Nest pictures actually. Like, there's one of her without the helmet, and it's really really cool because it's like, you know, you want to draw this picture of this imposing warrior in such a striking visual image, but you're able to capture the person that's under the helmet too. Yeah, like, I think that was Sarah Kippen. Yeah, that's Kippen that's Kippen's too. right. I think we heard them talk about it at this. Women of the Galaxy panel at Gallery Nucleus that we were fortunate enough to attend this October. Yeah, that was great. So they had a, it was a panel, a discussion about the book. And uh, so there were some questions that were prepared uh, by, I, I can't remember her name. Very it was Sarah something and I didn't write it down yeah. and now I'm the jerk. Everybody blame me. Sarah Kuhn. Yes. Yes, Sarah Kuhn. Kuhn, sorry. So the panel had Amy Ratcliffe, and then it also had Sarah Kippen, one of the artists, and Annie Stoll, one of the other artists. So they talked about their work. Uh, Sarah Kippen was drawing like a Saj Ventress the whole hour before the panel even started, which was pretty awesome to watch live drawing. You like to draw. Do you like watching live drawing? Me? Yeah. Uh, yeah, I do, because I've been in animation. I've been trying to figure out how to like actually draw in there since I use paper 
and pen. So. I mean, paper and pen is actually drawing, just so you know. Well, well, like drawing on the computer. I don't know yes. how to do that. So looking at that, that was really, really cool. And the different layers that she had. What about the uh, event? Did you like the panel? Like the panel I thought was really cool and went really well. Yeah, I really liked it. <laughs> and um, I really liked when they were talking about like the women that weren't put into the thing and um, the artists, uh, their favorite character to draw and which was hardest so yeah that was my favorite part yeah i i really enjoyed this event it was uh it was a cool little place that i'd never been to that i thought i had been to so i walked in the whole place being like yeah i remember last time we were here and then i walked in and i was like i've never been here in my life <laughs> uh they I, had a, a mulan exhibition right it was like um an mulan's anniversary yeah they had like so much art up from mulan so yeah, apparently there was, was a mulan beautiful. event yeah. the week that we were there but um, we went in, everybody was super nice, we hung out and asked questions, we got books signed, mm -hmm. we took a couple of photos. Mm -hmm. um, and Oh, and then Amy got um, these amazing um, shoes from, I think his name is Eric, uh, and, you know, like he handmade, he hand-painted the, the sneakers for her, and it was um, Ahsoka and, um, and Darth Vader from the actual photo that is here, the actual picture here. Right. Very beautiful. Um, such amazing work. It was good stuff. Um, they also, I think Axel won a Boba Fett Mimobot, which he was super happy about. Yeah. That's the end of that conversation. <laughs> okay. So I, I wanted to ask, like, what did we take from the book? Like, what is some of the stuff? I think just some of the art and the dynamic way that these characters were portrayed, like... Um, I know I'm a little biased as a Kanan Jarrus cosplayer, but like the Depa Balaba art in this book is really, really good. Yes, it is. Even though I also like have watched uh, in the Kanan comics, she's pretty awesomely represented too, you know. But just a, a lot of the characters, for me, my favorite thing is seeing the stuff that we haven't seen. Like you were saying before, the people that you've only read in novels like Avari Chalice or, um, or Sienna Ree. Even though, like, we've seen a couple of pictures of her. Or that you just see them in the background, right? Um, and there's just so many comic books out there, so, um, you, you know. You guys are behind, but I keep up. So I've seen a few of these characters before. But, like, the ones in the novels, particularly for me, are the ones that you don't see. Mm -hmm. Like, uh, Young Holdo, for instance, is a really, really cool one. Um, yeah. Um, Ketsu Onyo. Um... I don't know. I mean, like, Adepa Bulaba, that picture is really, really amazing. It's just one of those things, right, with Adepa that you don't, I mean, the comments, you read a little bit more about her, but in the movies, she's literally just someone in the background. I don't even think she gets an opportunity to speak. No. So, you know, so it's nice to see and just to see someone who's in the background who doesn't even seem that she could be a formidable Jedi to see her in this pose where she just totally looks badass. So, yeah, I mean, I love it. Ivan Verlardi, I, I really like Verlaine. Verlaine, sorry. I'm terrible with accents, uh, and I'm sorry, with names and accents, too. So, yeah, go ahead. Yeah, it's just, it's just a good book. It's definitely something to keep on your coffee table because it's something that you can always come back to. If you hear all the noise in the background, that's us flipping through the book while we're going the podcast. Sorry. So, it's so pretty. I also have hiccups, just in case that happens. That's a separate issue. <laughs> Um, 
So I guess let's sort of use that as a jumping off point to talk about the important females. In Wait, before you okay. do that, okay. I just want to mention a couple of things about this book. Well, one for sure that I really, really love. So so when you're, um, I, I don't know if you got a chance to go in, in and get this book, but if you haven't, you definitely should. Um, just FYI, Amazon has it, probably the cheapest place right now to get it. Um, like $10 cheaper than anywhere else. Um, but anyway, so when you're flipping through this book, there's a foreword by Kathleen Kennedy, which is really nice, very, very, very well done. Um, there's also, so you see the f a photo and then you see, you know, the name Ayla Secura, and then there is a quote uh, by Ayla Secura that Amy picked. Beautiful quotes, by the way. That was such a great job. Amy and I have the same taste in quotes because these are all things that, like, I go back through character quotes a lot for like Saber Guild or things like that. But um, I keep seeing those, yeah. That's Ayla Secura in Orabesh. Okay. And um, and also has a name in Orabesh, apparently. I'm like, what is this? The only thing that I wish that this book would have, though, is uh, that for every, the somewhere um, in, next to the picture will tell me who was the illustrator for these um, for this picture. I just wish, I just kind of want to know. There's an index at the back that has all of that, but you have to like flip to the back and flip back. The, yeah. Uh, yeah, because a lot of artists did different ones. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Like not just a specific character. Right, right, right. Like this one, for instance, um, this ray uh, moving the rocks is so beautiful. Um, let's see who wrote that. Who made that? Sorry. We know who wrote it. Oh, another thing that I just so love so much um, is how, um, if you flip back, there is um, about the artist um, section, and everybody has their own little cartoony version of themselves. So instead of having a photo, they draw their own cartoon, which it's is like really, really cute. Super, super cute. Um, let's see. That's the thing. Yeah, yeah that's, that's the thing. That right where the... The artist it tells you what they you what they work the on. Page numbers. Yeah. yeah. So you have to reference the page numbers. Oh my goodness. Um, Annie has like a lot of work in this book. Look how many pages. Oh, Kira. I can't remember who the artist is for the Sabine ones. Obviously it was um it was actually Sarah and Annie, but right. there was one the first one of her blasting off with her jetpack, mm -hmm. I just love so much. It's so cute. It's so funny, isn't it? It's so like refreshing. Well, I like <laughs> so it because like they do a really good job of matching the artist with the character, and then also like something like think of anybody else. Who else could you put in that? You know, like a lot of uh, art that you see of a character, it's a very basic pose and a very basic thing. But a lot of the art in this book, it's like who else could be blasting off in an explosion of color except Sabine. You know what I mean? Like, those are things that only that, like, art that is such specifically, like, everything about the art is that character. You know what I mean? Yeah. We may have Mama the Hutt here. That's <laughs> where I learned that she's also Jabba's grandma. So they, all what? the huts, all the huts apparently come from her. Because oh. it says here, yeah. Well, I guess Zero's... She's to blame. Because Zero is Jabba's uncle or something, right? So, like... That makes sense, because Zero's her son. Yeah, I thought it was I thought it was his way. cousin, yeah. No, I thought... No, he's the uncle. Because huh. Padme's like, oh, his uncle Zero, blah, blah, blah. I'll get him to talk uh, over yeah. here. Yeah. And that's when then he's like, well, sanitary. <laughs> <laughs>
So during this podcast, we wanted to highlight some of the females that had been essential to Star Wars and others that are just so amazing that is definitely worth mentioning. Obviously, we don't know all the uh, females who make Star Wars possible or who work um, for Lucasfilm slash Disney, but there's some of some of them that we have have interactions with. And, um, for example, Carrie Fisher. We were very lucky to meet Carrie Fisher at the, what was it, uh, the Force Awakens premiere, right? You met Carrie Fisher and you got a photo. I, I met Carrie Fisher and I got a photo with her. And she's just so lovely. I mean, she hugged me, right? It's so beautiful. Um, but, you know, aside from my interaction with her, that was nothing but positive and just lovely. And I just wanted to melt. Um she has been an excellent um, ambassador of Star Wars, and she has been an excellent ambassador of how of uh, female uh, representation and em empowering females at every single step. So, um, again, Carrie Fisher, just uh, playing Princess Leia, has just one of the best things that ever happened to Star Wars, in my opinion. So, yeah, absolutely. Like she's she's been there since the beginning. She, uh, she has always like treated the role with respect, and she's she's just like such a a light and a beacon of a person. You know, it's it's sad that she's gone, but she was one of those people who just shines so bright. You know what I mean? And she, no, and she won't be forgotten. Um, actually, Axel, you did a little project for El Dia de los Muertos at school, right? Yeah. So what did you have to do for that project? Um, uh, an altar. An altar, like, for somebody, a beloved person who passed away? Yeah. Who did you pick? Uh, Carrie Fisher. And why? Well, she, she was really cool and awesome and really funny. Do you remember, like, how you decorated it? Um, yeah, kind of. With, um, um, and Gary. <laughs> yeah, Gary was there. Yeah, yeah. little dogs. <laughs> yeah, that's really cool. Um, Kathleen Kennedy is like the CEO, the, her big wig in charge of Lucasfilm, who is like, it's because of Kathleen Kennedy that we have. Star Wars Rebels, Episode 7, Rogue One, Han Solo, anything you like right now, it's her fault. <laughs> so you're welcome. <laughs> okay, so I also get a chance to meet Kathleen Kennedy in person and give her a hug and take a picture with her. And I was just so, so, so happy to meet this woman because she's such an inspiration to me. Um, the way that um, she handles herself, the way even the way she dresses. I, I'm not trying to be superficial here, but but even the way she dresses, there's something about the way she handles herself um, that is I just admire so much. So yeah, um, love Kathleen Kennedy. Yeah, she's like an old school producer who came up with like Spielberg and all them. Like, she produced E.T., every, like, movie that you love, she probably had a hand in it. She produced E.T., Jurassic Park, like, uh, I think she did a lot of work. What did she do? She was working with them back in the Indiana Jones days. I just don't remember specifically what her role was back then. But it's, like, really interesting to see somebody that put in that 
30, 40 plus years in the industry, and here she is on top where she deserves. You know, um, right now the story group has, is like kind of in charge of making sure the Star Wars universe and everything is cohesive. And Carrie Hart is the lead of the story group, but she's like a female, she's also a person of color. And so it's like really cool that she's the one who's in charge of that group, which also includes a lot of other females like Rain Roberts, Carrie Beck, uh, Diana Williams. And then like some other cool people we've met that are not females like Leland Chi, Pablo Hidalgo, and Matt Martin. <laughs> y'all are all right, but y'all are not women of the galaxy. Um, we also got the opportunity to meet a couple of the females who were in the cast of Rogue Rebels and the... Star Wars Rebels. I'm sorry, Star Wars Rebels. Rogue Rebels is us. It's us. Um, and, um, you know, they're really, really beautiful people uh, inside and out. Um, Vanessa Marshall, very, very nice, very friendly, um, super cool. Super kind and super passionate about bringing that role to life. Yeah, definitely. And she knows her stuff, people. She def definitely does. She's um, she's a fan, and I think she was she was a fan even before she started working with Lucasfilm. Um, also, uh, we got a chance to meet um, the uh, person who does um, Sabine T S or Car. Yeah, a very very nice and kind soul as well. Uh, oh, another one of my favorites uh, is um, the person who does Rose Tico. Kelly Marie yeah. Tran. Kelly Marie Tran. Um, I was thinking about her actual, like, her name name, Luan. 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 Yeah, I'm terrible with names. Um, and um, she's such a beautiful person. Uh, we got a chance to see her, but it's only one of those things, you know, like when you see someone and, you know, they're um, someone that you admire. Uh, I think she was, right after the movie, she was at the, at the cantina. And she was standing there, and I wanted to go and say hello, but I was just so intimidated about going and say hello to her. And I was like, and I'm thinking, oh, my goodness, I, like, what if she, you know, what if she's not, um, what if she was, like, she's in her free time, right? You know, maybe she doesn't want someone to bother her, but she's just such a beautiful, beautiful person. And one of the things that I, I, I hate about um, the way that the fans are, some of the fans, obviously, you know, um, is how they just attack people, uh, not based on 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 their work or on the on how people behave, but they attack them because it, either they're females or because of the race. So that's one of the things. Um, I mean, you guys remember the whole thing with the Instagram, right? And how they basically drove her out of um, out of the Instagram. Just like I, I just don't understand why this has to happen. Or why is this even happening? I guess that's a better way to put it. Um, just the same way that you know people attack uh, Kathleen Kennedy, and um, it's, it's it's really really sad. Uh, or the same way that you know when the book first came out, there was a group of individuals who were really upset with Amy because she was writing this book, and, and the whole. I mean, obviously, at that time, they didn't even know what was going to be in the book, right? But I, pretty much the title gives it away. And they were so upset because it's called, oh, no, we have an unprofessional yeah, character alone, here. Alone. Gosh, Lizzie. <laughs> why? 
That was Sal, by the way. That was Sal, by the way. Or professional podcaster. <laughs> Don't even. That's, you should stop that. <laughs> and be professional, guys. Come on, we're trying to run a podcast here. Yeah, Sal. Getting them fake internet podcast. Anyway. Thumbs. So, you know, we really. Um, there's no much that we can do other than continue to, you know, um, try to, you know, support each other. Whether you're a female, you're a male, whether you're blue, you're purple, it doesn't matter. Uh, and I think that um, sometimes it's easy um, to get so upset that we start attacking the other side. <laughs> and uh, we just, we need to be able to help and support people and and when we have to i'm not saying that people shouldn't you know respond to those kind of comments but certainly to do it in a way that we maintain our civility and and you know lizzie just wants to go out their throats it's like don't talk out like that about people and i totally understand but lizzie is a very passionate passionate girl uh and i'm like lizzie we need to do this in a, in, a, in a different way because, you know, if we all get into each other's throats, nothing's going to get done. I've tried the other way. I've tried many ways. No, <laughs> none of them work anyway, so I don't know what to do. The sad truth is you're not going to change a lot of people, no. especially people that are so close-minded as that. But I think Kelly Mitri, I'm sorry, I think Rose said it best. Yes. That's how we win. Not by fighting what we hate, but saving Same what we, we love. love. Yeah. So, so if we keep spreading positivity, mm-hmm, keep mm-hmm. talking about things we like, and reasons why we like it, and why it is valid, and why it is good. For instance, her performance in that film is wonderful. Like, what she does and what she brings to the role is something that we haven't seen in Star Wars before. And it's and it's so worthy, and it's so uh, inspiring. Her character not only inspires us, it inspires Finn to change. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So, like, things like that are important. And it's and I'm I'm happy that that she was able to do that, and I'm happy she was given the chance to do that, because you look at it another way. It could have been just a, it could have been just another uh, standard role. It could have been just another, you know, uh, generic person, you know. But maybe being able to cast someone like her. Yeah, definitely, and and that's exactly what I was going with with this book. Um, I love this book. And um, I might be a little bit biased, right? But putting all the bias aside, I really like this book. I love the art. I love um, the the writing. And I definitely love the fact that this is a book that we needed for a very, very long time. I wish my kid would have been able to grow up with this, you know? Um, I wish I had something like this when Lisa was little to, you know, to show to her. Um, and so the way that we go about... Um, is by trying to talk to people about how amazing this book and you know it's definitely some a, a must-have book for everybody every every um star wars fan um uh, just really nicely done i mean like look at i'm looking at right now like the photo of phasma of the picture of phasma and it's just so amazing um art so good you thought it was a photo 
Yeah, I, I mean, I keep saying photo. It's it's art. It's art. It's, it's, uh, it's a photo of art, kind of. Yeah, but it's just so beautiful. Of course, you love this book, Woman of Star Wars. <laughs> yeah, why don't we have a Men of the Where's Galaxy? The Men of Star Wars book. Where's my Men of the Galaxy? Seventy-five dudes, drawn by twenty other dudes. I just don't understand. Don't get me wrong. I don't understand why um, this is even an issue. But the only thing that I can say is that the only thing that we can do or that the thing that we should do is to spread um, the word about how amazing this book is and how, you know, how um, how everybody should have it. It's, it's, it's really beautiful. And, and the stories, I mean, they're not really stories, but it's, um, it's something that... Um, you know, I mean, the quotes, it's, it's just beautiful. Something that is definitely worth to to read. Um, yeah, love this book. Can I ask you guys some questions now? Okay. You ready for the lightning round? Sure. Okay. While I'm answering, you guys can think of your answers. First, right now, your top three Favorite female characters in Star Wars. Go. Okay. My top one right now is probably Enfys Nest, <coughs> Asajj Ventress, and... Ooh, this is tough. I didn't think ahead of time enough. Um, I'll go with... Right now, I'm really liking Holdo. I'm liking Holdo's conviction. And just, like, I love the growth from Leia, Princess of Alderaan, all the way to the Holdo maneuver, as it has been dubbed by the interwebs. And Ventress, of course. Always. Ventress's arc is one of the most beautiful arcs in Star Wars history, in my personal opinion. She is one of my favorite women of the galaxy. Um, and who else did I say? Oh, Enfys. Enfys just because right now, I want like a thousand percent more Enfys. I want Enfys in all the things. They just, did you guys hear they announced a Cassian Andor live-action TV series? Yes. I did hear about that, and I'm excited. <laughs> Did you hear about this? Nope. Because Cassian Andor makes the best chilaquiles. That is true. Axel, do you know what live-action TV series is? Yes. So, basically a Cassian Andor TV show. Cool. Yeah, it is cool. It <laughs> has little to do with Women of the Galaxy, other than I was like, what if we could see Enfys? Yes, come on, That's honey. That's where I was going with it. <laughs> well, I wanted to see if he knew. Leave okay. me alone. Right. I do Let know. the men of the galaxy talk for a moment. Hey, don't make me beat you up, man. Okay, not again. Not again. <laughs> not just beat that's you a joke, up, that's but a the joke. women and the children, too. Okay. All right, who's next? Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Sabine, for me it's Sabine. One. Jin. Two. Uh. Heck. Oh no. <laughs> Let's go with Sienna. Why? Why? Uh, Sabine, clearly obvious, but. Go ahead, go ahead a little bit. Sabine's artistic and sassy, and I love that. A little bit less Jin. sassiness. Huh? A little bit less sassiness. <laughs> okay. Um, 
Jin is super, she's strong and smart, and uh, I love her relationship with Saw Gerrera. She's awesome. Have you read Rebel Rising? Yes. All of no. it? No. I'm almost done. Mm. How long have you been almost done? Excuse me, excuse me, let her speak, honey. Continue. Look at you harassing a woman of the galaxy. How dare you? Okay, guys, <laughs> this joke's really... That's enough. Come on. Don't at me, bro. <laughs> um, and Cyan... I really like Cyana in the book. I mean, there are times where I'm like, why are you doing this? You know the Empire's bad. But, like, I still love her character. I love her commitment to the, to, um, the Empire and how smart. And I love her relationship with Thane. Well, yeah. Or a commitment to honor, too. Well, that's, yeah. yeah, what I meant. Well, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Go ahead, Axel. Top first is Jin or so. Sweet. Next. The, uh, an Ewok. Keisha? N yeah. Nisha? Nisa. Nisa. <laughs> yeah. Oh, uh, uh, and my last is... Maz. Maz is pretty cool. Alright, honey. How about you? I love Hera. One. Princess Leia. Two. And uh, Emphis Ness and Ayla Secura. I know it's four. I don't care. Okay. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. I... Those are some of my favorite characters as well. But, um... Okay. Now, my next question I want to ask is what are some of your favorite, it doesn't have to be your favorite character or anything, but some of your favorite female moments. We don't even have to put a time limit on this one. Like, female moments in Star Wars. Like, for me, the one that just pops to my head right now is um, in The Last Jedi, when Holdo saves the survivors of the Resistance and hyperspaces through Snoke's face. That's pretty cool. Like, that's a really cool moment. Uh, I think mine would be Rose Tico. And her with Finn and explaining how, explaining basically what Star Wars is, but no one understands. Yeah. <laughs> that, you know, uh, what was it? Oh, no. It's leaving my head, as all things do. Uh, oh, no. Dad, help me. Is it a quote? Yes. This is how we win. Not by fighting what we hate, but saving what we love? Yes. Not a question mark in the end, but yes. My question mark was like, is this the quote you're looking for? <laughs> yes okay. that one I like that one because it it's definitely what Star Wars has been trying to say and so when people and I hate when people like they're always like oh Rose sucks you know but because this is this and I'm like okay mm -hmm. cool and then they're like oh well, she was useless I'm like no like she well, she helped the uh, res resistance yeah I don't know why I'm getting rebellion and resistance mixed up a lot but anyway Ow. the resistance um, she saves Finn, and they're, that, they hated that quote from her, and I, and I keep trying to explain to people, like, that, that is how you win, mm -hmm. like, that's what Star Wars always does, they, like, sure, they fight what they hate sometimes, but, like, that kind of just, that, they they show that with the Empire, and that's why they show the downfall of the Empire, because they do that. But it's also such a, like, it's almost, it's a Jedi thing, and she's not a Jedi, it's such a, like, Jedi, yeah. like, you're supposed to protect. You're supposed to, like, guard. But everybody's so busy going out to fight that you forget what you're fighting for sometimes. You know, like Yoda says it at one point, you know, 
a danger of losing who we are in the Clone Wars, something to that effect, but in Yoda voice. Um, <laughs> yeah. yeah, I like another quote of hers that, are, that I like where she's like, I wish I could put my fist through this whole lousy city or something like that. Lousy, beautiful city. Yeah, that yeah. one's cool. That's one of my favorites too. Uh, one of my favorite parts, well, I have two, okay, so I have the Ayla Secura, and we talked about this before, about, um, you know, when she goes and saves uh, the prince, I think he was a prince, right? From the Legends Club. And then he says, I mean, he... You can't be a Jedi, you're a female. Right, and then she responds, you know, um, I'm a female, and I'm a Twi'lek, and I'm a Jedi. The galaxy is wider than your prejudice, little one. That is like beautiful. That was in a comic book, though. Um, there's also non-canon. Non <laughs> yeah. See, I don't care about it's that. Still a good yeah, book. still a yeah. good a comic, and it's still a good quote. Um, then there's also the emphasis when she meets um, Jin Erso on on the solo noveliz novelization, mm -hmm. where she basically tells her they're going to underestimate you, make them regret it. It's like, boom! It's beautiful. It happens quite a bit. Um, it happens to me at work a lot, you know. I just love it, though. It happens to me in Sabergirl. Oh, yeah, that, yeah. Then I beat them up. Yeah, it's just, um, what was it, a, a, a while back. So when I was in law school, I just finished law school. Um, this, um, I, I graduated, what, May 2018? Yeah, this year, right? I got so in any event, um, so I used to be a certified law student. So I used to draft my motions, and all I needed is my boss, the attorney, to go with me, uh, you know. And so it's it's funny how, um, you know, some of the attorneys, you know, they uh, tend to underestimate a certified law student, right? Because, you know, um, and then when you win against them and you win like $5,000 in sanctions, it's just so beautiful. And you won against someone who actually went to Harvard Law. It's just beautiful. I'm just going to throw in a favorite non-Star Wars movie, My Cousin Vinny. <laughs> uh, everybody what? can continue on their thing. This has nothing to do with anything. But if you haven't seen My Cousin Vinny, go see it. Uh, Axel, do you have a favorite female like moment, like just something really cool that, that somebody did that you can think of? Uh, uh, yours. Which one was mine? Mine was Holdo. Yeah. That's the one you like? Yeah. That's a good one. I like, uh, I also like the one with Enfys, where she, like, she's on the, in the standoff with Beckett, and then she literally just says, I need a drink, and takes her helmet off. Like, the reveal of herself is such an amazing moment, even though it's, nothing is happening. She's literally just stopping to tell them the story so that they can understand where they're coming from for a minute. Because they're in that moment, like they're able to listen. You know what I mean? Like, and then the whole plan later with the ambush, and it's like, it's an old lady in her costume, and then she does like a front flip off of a thing with a force pike, and like, pow, knocks over guys, and like two tubes over there stepping on some fool. When? At the end of a uh, solo. Like when, uh, when they, when they like beat, uh, that other Voss's guys. I don't know when. Yeah, oh, I, 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 it's a really, really great part. Um, yeah, I mean, Star Wars is full with this kind of stuff, right? Um, and it's just um, so interesting to me how people sometimes have a difficulty appreciating um, just beautiful moments just because 
oh, the person who said it or the person who, you know, who did, uh, who made the scene it happens to be female or happens to be um, Hispanic or Asian or whatever it is. It's like, um, I just see it as in like, that's your loss, man. That you're losing that you you're not you're not listening you're not appreciating things um, because you can't really um, I don't know how to explain it. It's because of your like your limited view and your closed-mindedness. Because of your you prejudice, to yeah. Acknowledge. You're and you're losing. You're losing stuff. You're losing in, in learning. I guess that that's the way I see it. When I'm watching something, I try to see what is it that I'm learning from this. Mm -hmm. You know, uh, when I was reading the book, Which um, in Star Wars is a lot. Yeah, a lot. And when I was reading the, this book, I was like, honestly, I mean, I know this is going to sound silly, but I started making a list of the people who I thought they were like me, who had the, some of the qualities uh, or, you know, bad things, uh, bad qualities that I have. So I started making a Examples. list. Uh, <laughs> Afra. I'll take the wine. You have exactly. Afra. That's scary. Afra. Just a little bit, because at times, you know, it's kind of hard to make a decision as to whether you know what the ethical thing to do is. Um, I mean, okay, fine. I was at work, okay? So... That makes a lot more sense. <laughs> How's it work? No, don't get me wrong. Wait, do you sympathize with triple zero, too? <laughs> Sometimes I do. Well, the kids are looking at us blankly because they haven't kept up with the comics. Yes, I have. It's, um... <laughs> so, I mean, okay, don't get me wrong. I'm not unethical or anything like that, okay? Um, but but at times, you know, it, it's, it's, it becomes really hard to um, do something that you know you're supposed to do, but you know it's wrong. Or like in your own moral compass seems wrong. I mean, not that it's wrong because the law doesn't say it's wrong, but, um, but in your moral compass, it just seems... Not something that, that you would appreciate anybody else doing to you. And here's the thing that my moral compass pretty much runs that way, you know. If I wouldn't want someone to treat me or talk to me in a certain way, I'm not going to do that to somebody else. Uh, or if I don't um, want something, to, I don't want anybody to do something, you know, the, the golden rule, right? Mm -hmm. And... Um, and I try to be kind. I mean, don't get me wrong. I have like, I give people three strikes, right? It's like, you treat me once, you treat me once, uh, bat twice, you treat me bat three times, or the receipt three times, and then I'm kind of done. And I try not to like, you know, focus on that, but certainly I try to focus on releasing that person or like being away from this person who is not um, very kind or, or, or nice to me. You know, that's usually the way I work. The problem is that once I'm done, I'm done. But uh, but this this is what I you know what I try to do when I'm reading this and when I'm watching that I'm I'm learning lessons, mm -hmm. you know. And so it's very sad to me that some people are they have such a like deep prejudices that they just can't even be open to see or learn a lesson just because it's something that they are against, even though they don't have a good reason to be against. 
something. I mean, like in, in law school, there's a couple clubs, right? And there's a club that is more like for people like me. And there's another club that is a little bit more for, for people who are a little bit um, more conservative, right? I even joined that association, not because I agree with the things that they said. I completely disagree, fundamentally disagree with that. But I even went to a couple of the meetings. Why? Because I needed to hear the other side. It is very important to hear both sides. Otherwise, you're never going to be able to engage in a meaningful communication or learn anything. Um, that's the only way that we can do this, right? And so if I were just to say, well, you know, these people mean nothing to me. I don't really um, agree with them. So therefore, I'm just going to hate them and I'm going to talk crap on them. Not really. You have to go in and you have to be open to see what the dialogue is and what the issues are. For all you know, they maybe have a, a, a real, you know, maybe there's something that sometimes people argue. And it's funny because they don't really argue about they see things differently. It's the same issue, but people see things differently. They see it from different angles. And it's not until you look at all those angles and that you listen to people that you can really fix things. Yeah, like opening a conversation is, is the start of everything. So if nobody's willing to listen, nobody's ever going to learn. But I do hate, though, that people jump so quickly to be so I mean just horrible online I guess that they yeah. feel that there's no that there's you know like they're sitting behind a computer just writing silly things and I there wish there are no consequences they feel that there are no consequences and for the most part they're completely right they just go out there and you know traumatize people or go and harass people and sometimes even when they get they get blocked or their accounts deleted they just they create just another, one. another one yeah. you know so that's, uh, I mean, I fundamentally believe that some of these people should get um, consequences. some, thank you, Axel, some type of consequence, right? Especially when they're like threatening to kill people. I mean, how horrible that is. You know, these yeah. people need real consequences because people will think twice about doing these kind of things. Go ahead, Axel. D Daredevil. Like, you want Daredevil to attack the people who are saying stuff? <laughs> the Punisher. Or, um, the Punisher or, is or more Venom. Permanent. Or something. So some sort of, like, anti-hero? Yeah. <laughs> uh, okay. like, like Venom, or Daredevil, or Punisher, I'd go or a little Jessica more, Jones. i go a little more Daredevil. Yeah, me too. Or maybe because I'm watching it right now. Yeah, he's cool. Now, as far as, like, learning lessons, Star Wars is huge on that. It's amazing to me, as a grown adult how many people are fans of star wars i don't want to do air quotes but i may or may not have done air quotes when i said fans of star wars who don't necessarily understand the lessons of what star wars tries to teach you know and there are a lot of these people who are complaining about whatever about rose or about something something or about finn being a black stormtrooper or about a female who uses the force how come she can pick up all these rocks and Blah, blah, blah. She only trained for one day and never held a lightsaber before. Whatever. Like, they're not listening to the lessons. They're just complaining about the limitations that they see that should be on there. And I don't really have anything else to say about that. Except me and Axel, we watch a bunch of stuff with no lessons in it. 
We don't I learn. Know, right? We don't learn anything. Like Bob, <laughs> and, and actually we do learn, learn something from Bob's Burgers. That's not a good example, but yeah, we kind of don't learn anything from that. I was thinking like haters back off. Oh, you don't learn nothing from that. Like that's we just sit and laugh. Uh, you know we, things like that. Uh, see, we've been known to mm -hmm. watch failed videos. But Star Wars are certainly Mariana. something that you can learn things from. You know, and um, and I really look forward to that, and that's one of the reasons why. We all do it as a family. Yeah, definitely. I think it's important and I think it's it's time well spent and it's something that I hope that'll stay with us. Like, it stayed with me my whole life. It We'll see when you guys grow up, if you guys are like, I don't even got the Blu-ray no more. I threw that stuff out when I moved. Like, if you guys just decide to not watch it anymore. Like, or whatever, when you guys grow up. But... It's things that I've taken with me. And, like, it even goes back to the beginning. Like, if we wanted... Like, we were on favorite female moments. The moment when Leia is rescued and they're all pinned down in a, in a thing. Oh, can't get out that way. Leia picks up the blaster, blows away the grate, and is like, somebody has to save our skins. Like, that's a great female moment. And it's been there since the beginning. And I know in the, a lot of the older movies, the number of female characters you can probably count on one hand... You know, and the number of female characters with lines, you can probably count on two fingers. I do have to say, yeah, Princess Leia was amazing. But I honestly, it, the fact that she just made those kind of comments, that she wasn't humble about it, that she wasn't like Ray, like kind and, and, and just humble about it, it always kind of roughed me off the wrong way. Like when she called a Chewbacca a walking carpet, I was like, <gasps> how That's dare true, yeah. you? Like, she has all that attitude, but then you see, like, you see the leader that she turns on when it's time. Mm -hmm. Like, when she gets mm -hmm. back to the base, she's like, uh, uh, your, your, your planet just got blown up. What's going on? We have no time for our sorrows. This R2 has the information. Plug him in and let's come up with our plan. Oh, the I Death that. Star's yeah. on the way. And then later, in Empire Strikes Back, she's like, the ion cannon will be delivering two shots. The shield generator will be down for a moment to allow the transports through with their fighter escorts. Continue on to the rendezvous point, blah, 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 like, but the, her conviction and the leadership that she shows, this little 5'4 girl walking around with this crowd of pilots, you know, well, what, two fighters against a Star Destroyer? The Ion Cannon will fire anything, so don't be scared. Yeah, no, she was definitely um, very, very strong. I just, uh, in the movie, I guess, I just wish she was a little bit more humble sometimes. Hmm. I think just that one movie in particular. Yeah. <laughs> A New Hope. The youngest one. The yeah. most immature Leia that, that we've ever seen. Yeah, but then you also read the book. And in the book, she didn't really behave like that. She was a little immature, dude. Well, she was she... crying about her parents, dude. She was kind of, Lizzie, you didn't read the damn book. No, no, no. It's a shock. Okay, like, you have to understand. It's about... A... I just got pushed. Yeah, <laughs> because, because you don't know what you're talking about, man. I'm just kidding. <laughs> you're a man. You don't know what you're talking about. Just kidding. <laughs> Get woman explained. <laughs> you gonna get woman explained. She is young, right? She's young. She's growing up. She's uh, understanding what she has to do. Not only that, when she was little, her parents gave her all the attention in the world, right? They love her. They were just. She made them happy just by existing. That's how powerful and how beautiful that was, right? And then they start with a rebellion, and she doesn't know what's going on. All she knows is that her parents keep pushing her away. And the fact that she's adopted, I'm sure, is something that was in the back of her mind all the time. Mm -hmm. Right? And it's, and she always 
she was always such a great um, teenager. She had excellent grades. She was nothing. She did nothing to upset them. So for her to try to understand what happened, why her parents all of a sudden seemed that they stopped loving her. I mean, the book goes into the detail about mm -hmm. how she felt, and um, and but at not time uh, she always treated everybody with respect. The first movie was she was a little bit like you know a little bit of an ass, you know like. She, in the book, she always treated everybody with respect. She always asked, you know, like people, like her servants, I guess. Um, she will mm -hmm. ask them about, hey, how you doing? How's the baby? You know, she always seemed very kind to everybody. And she didn't seem to have a attitude problem to me. Well, I mean, her whole planet just got blown up. No, that was before. Oh, yeah, no, but that time, that time was later. Yeah, but you're talking about her being a jerk in New Hope. But Han Solo is kind of a jerk. Well, I'm yeah. not talking about Han. He had it coming. But um, Chewbacca is nice. Chewbacca is the most beautiful thing. She doesn't know anything yeah, about she's Chewbacca. she's mean to Chewbacca. Okay. <laughs> All right. Uh, we kind of already touched on this, so I guess this might be a moot point, but let's just, females behind the scenes, do you guys have anybody else you wanted to mention? I wanted to mention... Um, oh, yes, I do. All right. You go first. <laughs> so sorry. <laughs> Well, behind the scenes. I don't know what you mean by behind the scenes, per se, but there's a few girls... I mean, anybody who's not a Star Wars character. Okay. So, Athena Portillo. Yeah. She is, like, a beautiful, kind soul. Uh, and so is... Um, who else? Let me see. Tracy? Tracy is very nice, too. Tracy, yes. Tracy. Tracy Kenobio. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Tracy Kenobio is nothing but a wonderful delight every time we see her. She's always happy to see us, even those few times when we just don't dress up. So that's a huge, huge plus. And I'm so glad that she, along with you, convinced me to be Kanan Jarrus. <laughs> uh, that started us up on this little path. Um, I also wanted to say, you already said Athena. Mm -hmm. She's super awesome. Mm -hmm. We already talked about Vanessa and Kelly. And Kel oh, Kelly. Mm -hmm. uh, but also, like, uh, Amy Beth Christensen, who does a lot oh, of the concept yeah. art. Her art is always so beautiful, and she just seems like such a nice, nice person. And I've seen her stuff since back in the day when she was doing concepts for uh, Force Unleashed, which were, like, these ridiculously cool things. Yeah, yeah and, and the and last boss, you had to fight Leia. That is one of the bosses, mm -hmm. but that's in the uh, DLC, like, the extra yeah. content. Um, I also wanted to mention Katie Lucas. Because she wrote uh, a lot of the Clone Wars episodes, which is like kind of interesting because that means like she was working with her dad for a little bit, which is kind of cool. But she was like, her favorite character was Asajj, and she wrote basically everything that was a key Asajj, uh, almost all the key Asajj arc pieces. Like she did the Night Sisters trilogy, and she did the Maul, like Return of Maul and all that. And then she wrote the episodes that eventually became... Dark Disciple, who eventually wrote the book, was Christy Golden. Yes, Christy Golden! Know. But they were so, they like, that's just, they're, they're, I think those things are special to me, so that's like why I wanted to mention them. Christy Golden, too, she's such a beautiful, kind soul. Christy Golden is the kindest and coolest person. Also, E.K. Johnston, um, she's the uh, writer for the Ahsoka book, and she's currently writing 
the uh, Padme Amidala's book, Queen, what is the name, honey? Queen's Shadow. Queen's Shadow. Yeah, very nice, very beautiful. We met her uh, at the Ahsoka book signing. God, when was that, honey? Like about three years ago? It was like uh, after the end of season two of Rebels. So it had to be that first October before season three. So yeah, it was a while back. That's yeah. two years ago, two plus years. Mm-hmm. Maybe close to three. But uh, also Ashley. Ashley Angston, which I don't know how she managed to be happy all the time. I want her secret. I don't know. I, they said that happiness is a choice. I try to choose to be happy every day. It's so hard. <laughs> I don't know how she does it. Oh. <laughs> but beautiful, nice, and kind. Turn it on, honey. Turn it on. Choose. Choose. Flip that switch. <laughs> It's so hard. Um, I'd like, as long as we're talking about people that got, like, harassed off of social media, I really miss when Daisy oh, was posting yeah. her, like, she was posting workout videos. Oh, man, I missed those. All kinds of stuff, like, you know, like, everybody, like, we're all talking about Kelly Marie Trend now, because that's the latest one, but Daisy used to post on Instagram, too, and it was really wonderful, and it was so wonderful to have these people accessible and to be able to see a little bit more you know, what they were willing to share with us. Like, such just cool stuff. It's sad that we have to miss that because some people are jerks. <laughs> you know? But it's good for them that if they get away from this, they don't have to deal with that in their lives. And nobody faults anybody for that because who wants to deal with crap in their lives? Yeah. So you go and live your best life, people. I'm sure you're having a great time and not worrying about these scrubs sitting behind their keyboards. You know? Yeah. Anybody else you guys can think of? You're, you're chewing on a cookie right now, dude. Like, really? Like we said, don't make any noise. Yeah, homie went on a snack run to the cookie. <laughs> and it's like a cookies. very crunchy cookie, too. Lizzie made cookies. So I'm sure they're delicious, right? Please stop. <laughs> Save it until after the podcast. He's got like two more in his hand, dude. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> Please stop. Now you're just being a jerk. <laughs> Um, anyway, yeah, I mean, um, there's so many, uh, I don't, there's no way that we can recall everybody. Yeah, there's but. definitely no way. But like Annie, like we first met oh, Annie. Annie is like the most. On uh, the Sabine's journal. Yeah, Annie is such a cool human being. And we met her through Star Wars. So that's one mm -hmm. of the things that, the beautiful things about what we do here is that uh, punch, dude. we get to, um, this is one of the beautiful things that that has come out of this whole um, Star Wars thing for us, this Star Wars ride for us, is that we had the opportunity of meeting very, very amazing people. Annie, uh, we met her, uh, God, when was that? About three years ago? No, really. Two years ago? Four or five four, years ago. Four or five years ago, four gosh. Years ago, like when we first started. So, um, and I think everything started because uh, we, you know, there was this raffle, right? This online raffle. I didn't know there was a raffle. She was sharing art and she was like, my book's about to come out. And like all leading up to her book, she was doing watercolors every day. And then at the end of the week, if you liked and retweeted her photos, you were entered in a raffle to win that week's art. So you would get the seven pictures that she posted. But see, we retweet stuff all the time. Yeah, I didn't know that. <laughs> she was just like, you won. And I was like, I'll take right. it. Right, and it's just like beautiful stuff, you know. We retweet a bunch of like things like that because it's, you know, it's just art that's super amazing. And then all of a sudden, 
we um, got the um, the message that we had won. And so she sent us um, all her art, and it was really, really nice, very nice and folded. Even in the outside of the envelope, we still have it. It was... Um, we framed a lot of it. We framed <laughs> Um, but even the envelope, we still have it because yeah. she like drew on it too. Yeah. Remember? Uh, she sent the message and I just was like, Hey, like, this is awesome. I'm like, thank you so much. And then I was just, I don't know why, but I was just like, we're that family that like dresses up like rebels. Like back when nobody dressed up as rebels, you know, when, when like we, that, this is really cool. And like, I was like, my daughter will because be Because it means happy. a lot to us. And she was like. Oh, that's super cool! Like, Len, I'll give you like, and then she like she wrote it to us, and like the envelope has drawings of Sabine and like starbirds and all kinds of stuff everywhere, and yeah. And then somehow we got to meet her in person, right? When was that? It was like a random thing. I had, I had always followed her on Twitter because her art is beautiful, and she's a she's a super positive person. Yes, she is. Like the stuff that she puts out there, she like shares art, and she really like. I know, but she all she's also feisty. She calls the bullshit. Yeah, she's definitely feisty. <laughs> I love, yeah. <laughs> I love that. Yeah, Annie's a her. wonderful person, and she's yeah. like one of the people. Like that's a friend. Yeah. Like that's a person. Like she's come over a few times. Like she's a super super nice human, and a bright, shiny yeah. human. Yes. Um, and it was one of those things. Like I'm gonna be there for work in L.A., and I think it was just like, hey, you know, like if as long as you're in town, if you get bored, like we're around. So you know, and she was like, yeah, cool. Maybe we can go out to do something. And I think if I remember the first time we hung out, I was like, well, you know, there's this and this and this spot that we could go do dinner at. Or, like, one of my buddies is having, like, a 501st party, <laughs> like, at a little yeah. pool hall, and everybody's bringing their helmets. And she was like, 501st party, that sounds crazy. And then we went to that, and we let her borrow the Sabine helmet, and we went over there and hung out for a while. And it was just fun. We yeah, just had a blast. Fun. Yeah, so we got um, the opportunity to meet a lot of people like that. Um, Amy as well, very, very nice, yeah, very kind soul. Love her. So, yeah, just The one I nice. go back to Amy with is, I think I met her a couple times before, but she took our photo on the first day that we dressed up as rebels. That is true. We were at the food court, remember? Yep. Yeah. We were at the food court, and she stopped us, and she was like, can I take your photo? I think she was going to interview Vanessa Marshall, yeah, she, so she wanted to show her the photo. Yeah. She goes, I'm on my way to interview Vanessa Marshall, and she's going to, like, flip out, you know, and she, we, she took our photo, and then later that was one of the photos that was getting shared everywhere on, yeah. like, the Nerdist. Mm-hmm. You know, and then I we'd see her like around the the convention centers and stuff like hey, you know, would like in passing, mm -hmm. and at a lot of the events as well, because she would always be at the Rebels season two finale. I think she moderated that one. Do you guys remember? Yeah, she did it. Right? Yeah, she did. Uh -huh. Yeah, because she was up there trying not to cry. Yes, it was wonderful. Uh -huh. um, and just seeing her over and over, like eventually just got to talking, and she's just such a nice person, and uh, it's really really cool that we were able to like hit it off and and meet such wonderful people who like share this love of star wars and are just wonderful people yeah definitely you know even a lot of the people that we like troop with like a lot of the people that we troop with when oh, we're yeah. dressing up as costumes like these are people like we're not super 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 social so we're not going out we're not partying all the time no we don't really do we that stay home we got kids i watch a lot of stuff on netflix like <laughs> i said me and my boy we waste a lot of time i yes, also I like do. playing battlefront so if you see somebody as general grievous spidering around it might be me yay um, but you awake? Yeah, I think okay. we lost one. Yeah, Where's we, Axel? Well, I don't know. He left. He he wanted to eat cookies in peace. <laughs> okay, we're losing Rogue Rebels by the second here, people. Uh, but I forgot where I was going yeah. with that sentence. What did I say? We love people. We love people who um, 
who it's great that we through this we get to meet nice people yeah let's 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 yeah let's so put we'll it that, that way yeah okay and then the last thing oh jonah maria marie jonah marie jonah she's marie. like the most beautiful little girl i mean she's not little but she's so beautiful with jonah marie and her mom till four in the morning which for her is like six in the morning that poor girl yeah but that was wonderful through that we met her and we have yeah. been she's she's met the kids and talking to us and she's yeah. also a fellow lover of rebels mm -hmm. which we also respect so and i love listening to her and because of her we met ma yeah ma is so beautiful ma, rebels ma. chat ma i'm sorry geeky bubble ma <laughs> doing the thing and we're also the most wonderful people that we have been able to share a meal with once or twice well i think that about covers everything for women of star wars but There's... we should mention that we have right now we're doing the book club right now on our Facebook page is uh, Dark Disciple, which is wonderful. Uh, Jen Marie from Anakin and His Angel helped us set up the other one and gave us a few ideas on how to make the interaction Thank better. Thank you for that. Thank you, Jen Marie. So uh, hopefully everybody can jump, go to our Facebook page, and there's an event, and it will be, you know, Rogue Rebel Book Club, Dark Disciple. We talk about all that stuff on a future episode, and like... So it's really, really cool, and that way we can get in a place where we can do all of that. And I don't think we have much else coming up except lots of episodes of The Resistance that we liked. And I don't know where else to go with it. We lost a Rogue Rebel. Axel's downstairs with cookies, I believe. Or maybe waffles. Lizzie is barely awake. What? Oh, there you are. I haven't heard you for a while. You, you I think you guys had too much wine. So you guys are chit-chatty. We can't, can't hear you. I am awake. I've been awake. I just couldn't find a place to jump in. Well, just <laughs> jump in. And I didn't really have much to say because you all, y'all, 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 <laughs> uh, you guys explained it better than I could have. Um, I think that was help from the wine that you guys had. <laughs> I think she's looking at me funny. Fair enough. Um, <laughs> I guess we're done for now. So please keep listening. Don't forget to share, subscribe, and leave us some reviews so we can talk about those at a later date. Oh, look, here comes the fourth Rogue Rebel. Where's the fifth? Hello, Milo. Sleeping day. Fair enough. All right, so I guess that's it. Do you have anything else to say, boy? Um. Nope. All right, then. We will call it a day. Thank you all for listening. Please, like I said before, subscribe, review, share. Tell your friends to listen to us, because... Just because. It's because we're cool, right? No, we're not. No. Super cool. We're never cool. Axel's cool. Nah. Lizzie's cool. Dad's cool. Lizzie has a podcast. I have a podcast. They talked about well, it on she's that. cooler they than us. They talked about it on our Star Wars stories. I heard them. It was cool. Yeah. Okay. Um, so yeah, and we will see you guys when we do the next show. Yeah. Alright, thanks for listening everybody. Peace! Yeah, yeah Michael's cool.